Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Der Ausblick, where today we are previewing Bayern Munich's game against Eintracht Frankfurt. My name is Jake Fenner. I'm doing this solo today. I know I'm doing this very last minute, but we have a lot of games to get to this week, including two in a matter of four days for Bayern Munich with the biggest one, Der Klassiker, coming up next week. But before we get to that, we do have to tackle this game. Eintracht Frankfurt are currently sat 13th in the Bundesliga table. They have 8 wins, 4 draws, and 13 losses. They're on 28 points. Now, as we all remember, the most recent fixture between these two sides, the reverse fixture, was a 5-1 demolishing of Bayern Munich at the Commerzbank Arena in Frankfurt, where the former Frankfurt boss, Niko Kovac, played his final game as the Bayern Munich manager. He was promptly sacked a little while after losing that game so drastically. Weirdly, it's been a tale of two teams ever since that game was played. We look at Bayern. Bayern has been utterly dominant throughout the rest of the Bundesliga in a year where we thought that Bayern might lose the title, especially after that 5-1 loss. This team has come back and has been one of the most dominant sides of Europe throughout this entire season. They've done incredibly well in the DFB Pokal. They've done incredibly well in the Champions League. And now here we are. We're currently sat top of the table in the Bundesliga. Frankfurt, meanwhile, that 5-1 win over Bayern may as well have been their high point. Previously, before that game happened, they were 5-2-3, and three, five wins, two draws, three losses in the league, and they were set in seventh over ten games in the league. And since then, they've gone 3-2-10, and 10, dropping all the way to 13th. That included a stretch of eight games directly following that Bayern win where they did not record three points on the table. They are currently in the middle of a four-game losing streak, especially after their most recent match, a loss to Borussia Mönchengladbach that was just really disappointing on their part. They were the late game of that day. It was a 3-1 loss. They did not do well at all. A lot of that comes from the severe lack of goal scoring. We look to last year. We saw Eintracht as one of these really high-powered sides. They qualified for the Europa League yet again. And this time, things look very different to this attack, right? First of all, the most obvious is that they don't have Luka Jovic anymore, who has not done nearly as well for Real Madrid as he did for Eintracht. They also lost Sebastian Aller, who went off to West Ham United in England. But one of the most curious storylines surrounding this team, and one of the more confusing storylines, was one of their other top goal scorers from last year, Ante Rebic. Now, Rebic had an injury earlier in the season, and he only played one game in the Bundesliga. He scored a hat-trick in Frankfurt's first match of the DFB Pokal, a 5-3 win over SV Waldhof Mannheim. But after that game, he picked up an injury, and then for some reason, he fell out of favor 
with Eintracht's manager. He only played one game, as I mentioned, throughout the entire Bundesliga season. He scored no goals for the team during that time, and it was really confusing as to why he wasn't getting any playing time. He went out on loan to AC Milan, and he's really showed this team what they're missing in 18 games for the league that has yet to restart. And in the Coppa Italia, he's scored seven goals and one assist for AC Milan. And it just goes to show that this Eintracht team really haven't gotten the best of luck this season. Last year, they were incredibly lucky with Jovic and Haller performing as well as they had. And then this year, it seems that their luck has run out. Their top scoring threats are wildly different, as I mentioned, from last year. Again, Jovic, Aler, Rebic. Uh, this year, their top scorer in the Bundesliga is Goncalo Paciencia. He will be playing for this game, most likely. His uh, compatriot from Portugal, Andre Silva, has five goals. But surprisingly, their second-highest goal scorer in the Bundesliga is center-back Martin Hinteregger. And then behind him is Andre Silva and the Dutch striker Bas Dost. Now, an important player that will be missing for this team who usually plays out on the wings is the Serbian player Filip Kostic. He is out on a red card. He will not be playing for this game. We look further down this uh, list. Like One of their top scorers is American defender Timmy Chandler. He scored four goals over a stretch of a couple of games after the start of the Rookrunde, but really hasn't seemed to produce outside of those times. They also have players like Sebastian Roda, Danny DaCosta, who have contributed to the score sheet. So the wide consensus is that this Eintracht Frankfurt team really has a lot of issues that they need to sort out, but they won't be able to do it in time for this Bayern Munich game. Now, whether or not they drop down potentially to a battle for one of the relegation spots is yet to be seen, but I doubt that that'll happen, though, given this team's poor decision-making and poor form with of certain players, it's possible. It's very possible that they could slip down to this point. They haven't really had the best run of luck this season, as I have mentioned. Now, flipping over to the Bavarian side of all of this, uh, there have been only a couple of games of this Bundesliga restart, and in those couple of games, the new rule for five substitutions has been used by 11 teams. Often the case, it has been both teams using five sides in a match, uh, including Bayern's last uh, last opponent, Union Berlin, they played earlier to get today against Hertha Berlin. Both sides used five substitutions, and when Bayern came to Kupenik and played against Union, they, the opposing team, uh, the home team, used five substitutions there. So my question, and the big thing that I'll be wondering today, is with a bigger game on the horizon, with Der Klassiker coming on Tuesday, only three days from this game coming up, I wonder if Hansi Flick will be looking towards his bench to possibly rotate some younger players in. And the thing that I want to specifically know is 
whether or not some of the younger players on this team are going to get that chance to come on. And that could be taking the place of a couple of forms. Number one, the first and most obvious one to me would be Joshua Zerksi. In the case that Robert Lewandowski needs to be taken off to give him a bit of rest. After all, he is recovering from an injury. Bayern will need him for this Borussia Dortmund game. It's important to make sure that he is about as healthy and match fit as possible. So I could potentially see Xerxes coming on for Lewandowski at some point in that second half. The other potential one that I see coming on is Lars Lucas Mai. He was on the bench for the game against Union Berlin. Jerome Boateng is probably the one person that I take a look at the most. He is an older player. Um, I doubt that he'll be able to have a lot of match fitness for both games. And I would want to see, personally, if I was the coach, I would want to see Boateng in the bigger fixture. So I could see Boateng playing for a half. I could potentially even see somebody like Mai starting against a side like Frankfurt, who have really not been performing up to their standards of the last couple of years. So we could potentially see some new rotations in this game. The other thing that I want to know is whether or not Bayern will be sticking to the same experimental lineup that they did last time. Now, if you recall the last game, it was a 2-0 win, but it wasn't incredibly convincing, and we saw an interesting lineup put forth. We saw Serge Gnabry, normally a left winger, playing out on, or excuse me, we saw Serge Gnabry, normally a right winger, playing out on the left side. We saw Leon Goretzka, who is normally somebody playing in the back in the center defensive mid with Thiago. We saw him in a number 10 role, and we saw Thomas Müller played in the right wing role, which he can play, but it is not his best and most preferred position. So I hope that this experimentation does not last long, or if it does is to be implemented. I hope that this is the last game for it because with the clash coming up, we want to make sure that all the players are consistent in their playing time, in their correct positions, and make sure that everybody is as generally happy as possible. Now, before I sign off and end this episode, I want to go ahead and take a look at the other games coming up on the weekend, we will talk about the next match day, a different time. The next match day has fixtures on Tuesday and Wednesday. But Saturday, we see two big matchups with major title implications outside of this Bayern Eintracht Frankfurt game. We see Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Bayer Leverkusen and VfL Wolfsburg against Borussia Dortmund. Now, the one that I will be looking to watch more would be that Borussia versus Bayer Leverkusen game because München Gladbach have been on an absolute tear recently. They've done very well in the games that they played leading up to the coronavirus pause and in their game afterwards they were utterly dominant in that 3-1 win against Eintracht that I had mentioned earlier. And then of course Bayer Leverkusen also won their game against Werder Bremen 4-1 to in a pretty convincing fashion as well. They have two young talents in Marcus Teram for Borussia Mönchengladbach and, of course, Kai Havertz for Bayer Leverkusen. It'll be really interesting because those two youngsters represent a lot for potentially the future of their countries in terms of the national team and in terms of future success. So 
I saw an article on ESPN that called it a scout's dream of a game. So I imagine that that one will be incredibly interesting. Now, looking towards this Wolfsburg game against Borussia Dortmund, Wolfsburg, they really needed a lot in order to pull their win against Augsburg out. They only won 2-1, to one, that second goal coming in stoppage time thanks to Daniel Ginzczek. And what I'm curious about with Dortmund being a team on a roll after a 4-0 thrashing in the Revere Derby at home, if they cannot win... This game against Wolfsburg, I personally feel that it's going to be Mönchengladbach versus Bayern Munich for that title race. They seem to be more hungry than Dortmund, right? Mönchengladbach have not always been in this position where they're fighting for a title. They've been winning titles back in the 70s, but that was really the last time that they've come about this close to winning a title. And when we look at the table, they're only six points off from Bayern. Realistically, they do have a shot to go ahead and win the title. Uh, if I was a neutral, I'd be rooting for this Mönchengladbach team to do very well. And as a German soccer fan, I really hope that they do do well. As a Bayern fan, I hope that they don't go ahead of us, of course. But to see Mönchengladbach challenging for this title it's not something that I would have predicted at the beginning of the season I went, I think back to my predictions I thought Dortmund was going to win the title and that Erbe Leipzig were going to come in third just very barely behind Bayern Munich and we see this Dortmund team which for some reason people think is not performing as well as they have been to the point where people at ESPN are asking that question whether or not Borussia Dortmund can remain in this title race if they lose to Wolfsburg this weekend. Now, in the last episode of the podcast, the most recent one, I did mention that Borussia Dortmund and Borussia Mönchengladbach both have really tough schedules coming up after these games. So I think for both of them, a win this weekend will be a great spark to kick all of that off. Now, taking a look at all of the fixtures that we have ahead of us, on Sunday, we have Schalke versus Augsburg, Mainz versus Leipzig, Köln versus Fortuna Dusseldorf. None of those really have major table implications, but Leipzig really can pad their stats. They could really catch up if somehow both Mönchengladbach and Borussia Dortmund slip. We could see Leipzig move further up the table. So those are a couple of the storylines to go ahead and watch out for. Of course, like I mentioned earlier, we will be talking about the other match days this week when those epi- that episode of Der Ausblick comes out. We're looking at Monday to release that one, and we also have a special interview in the works. That'll be fun. You get to look forward to that. But in the meantime, tune into the game. It should be a fun one. Uh, be sure to like, rate, share, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content, and we will see you later. I'll feed the same.